Hello. Now, this is a special episode where I'll be sharing how to choose the right builder and some of the mistakes that I see homeowners make when it comes to selecting their builder for their new home or renovation project. So let's dive in. Welcome to Get It Right with the Undercover Architect. This is the podcast all about designing, building or renovating your home. I'm your host, Amelia Lee. Think of me as your secret ally. I am on a mission to help you create a home that makes your life better, whoever you're working with and whatever your dreams, your location or your budget. Together we'll uncover the nitty gritty of how to get it right and how to create a home that works, feels great and that you feel great in. So join me now. Before we jump into the episode, I just wanted to mention a mini course that I created a little while ago and I've been super excited to see well over a hundred beautiful people jump into it already. Now it's called Choose Your Builder and it's designed to give you actionable and practical information so that you can be more confident when you're researching, interviewing and selecting your builder. Inside the mini course, you'll find my video workshop, which is called the five C's to choosing your builder, where I give you a simple framework that you can remember and use as you're looking for and speaking with builders. Plus, I outline all of the right questions to ask and the checks to make as well. In there, I also have a series of short videos outlining the common mistakes that many homeowners make when they're choosing a builder and also when they're working with them in their project. And uh, once you know these mistakes, you can totally avoid making them in your project. There's also some helpful resources that are curated for your builder checks and there's a PDF download that you can use to interview your builder simply so you can remember all the questions that I want you to ask them because this is how you're going to get the answers that you need to make an informed decision. And when I created this program, I actually ran the workshop part live and we had one of the most epic Q&A sessions that went for almost 90 minutes. And uh, that's included in the mini course as well. We've covered so much ground in that Q&A. There's so many varying topics. So your questions are bound to be answered in there too. All of this is packaged up. It's ready to dive into. You can move through it at your own pace and it'll make it super easy for you to get informed. Plus uh, the resources are there that you need to make a confident decision about your builder. So if you head to www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash choose, you'll be able to join that now. Now let's get on with this episode. So a fair few weeks ago, I actually posted a question in my Instagram stories and it said, what makes you nervous about selecting a builder? It was great to see the responses that I received and they were all very common nerves that I've heard from homeowners many, many times before. These nerves, they included worries such as unexpected costs coming up, you know, whether the builder will be there for the entire project, the integrity of the building company, transparency was a big one, being ripped off uh, was also another big nerve, the builder claiming just to be able to build just to win the job and also that their workmanship will not be of a good standard. And there was lots more answers that were along similar lines. And really, a lot of these nerves boil down to this. Can I actually trust this builder? Can I trust them to do a good job of building my home, to do what they say they'll do, to be honest and to have integrity in the way that they run their business, build my home and the way that they take care of me? Now, throughout my architectural career, I've had the good fortune of working with some amazing builders. You know, builders who have mentored me, they've helped me to be a better architect, and they've been incredible to collaborate with on projects. I've also unfortunately seen some seriously bad builders, builders who are so dodgy, so slippery and have done terrible things with their clients' money and their clients' homes. 
And I've also come to know a fair amount about how builders tick and what drives them and what the residential construction industry is like. Now, you may or may not be aware that last year I actually started another business as well as Undercover Architect, and this other business is called Live Life Build. And uh, a builder, Dwayne Pierce, who you may be familiar with if you've listened to the podcast for a while, he was in season four, season seven, he's the builder inside uh, the Manage Your Build online program. He and I joined forces to create this new business, Live Life Build. Dwayne is a builder with over 20 years experience in the industry and like me he is super passionate about improving this industry so that everyone can enjoy building and renovating. So we started Live Life Build last year and we created a coaching program and membership for builders to help them run their businesses better, to create better systems and processes and to know how to take care of their clients which is you and operate as professionals in this industry and we've got an awesome group of builders that we've been taking through this program over 2020 and I've just loved seeing them grow their businesses and improve the way that they do their projects and their lives as well. And we created a smaller program which teaches builders our PAC process, which is uh, what we call our paid as consultant process. So this is where your builder comes on board as part of your design team as a paid consultant and works with you to ensure the affordability and the buildability of your project whilst it's moving through the design phase. This PAC process, it's a proven method. Uh, that really helps homeowners deliver projects on budget and it deals with so many of the risks and problems in renovating a building and ultimately ensures that you can work well with your team and you can find all of that out before the stress of construction. There's a huge range of benefits to the PAC process so if this is the first time that you're hearing me talk about it I'll pop some links in the resources so that you can learn more because I've done a couple of videos about why it's great to have a builder on board in your design team and what else uh, you need to know about it and I also go into, into it in a lot more detail inside my Choose Your Builder mini course as well, uh, what you need to know about it because this is not just about getting paid for a quote. There's lots of builders out there just saying that they'll charge for a quote. This is actually a process and uh, so I teach what that process looks like inside Choose Your Builder mini course and what you should be expecting in that. Now, we, Dwayne and I, we've got huge plans for Live Life Build, you know, really, really exciting stuff that's coming ahead. And the reason that I'm telling you about Live Life Build and, you know, about these plans that we have is this. Since Undercover Architect began, I've heard so many times about the fears in choosing a builder and the seriously heartbreaking dramas that have come from having the wrong builder on board. It sucks because I know that there's loads of good builders out there and I can teach you how to find them. So, of course, that's what this podcast episode is about and the Choose Your Builder mini course is definitely about. But I also dream of this and I've dreamt about it for a long time now about building an army of builders that I can trust to take care of the beautiful homeowners inside the Undercover Architect community and then be able to send you to them, you know, because I know that there are great builders out there and I also know that we need a way to help them learn more about how to take care of you and to also check and follow up that they're doing so. There are so many builder lists out there that will help you search for a builder in your area but they have no decent way of reviewing those builders or auditing them for what they're, you know, whether they're actually any good. And with the online reviews being faked and a lack of accountability in any of these builder registers and databases, it's just not good enough. It doesn't improve the experience for you. It definitely doesn't improve the industry. And we want better than this. 
So Live Life Build is all part of this plan and it's really exciting to see the builders coming on board who are wanting to improve their businesses and the industry overall. And like I said, we have big plans, you know, big plans for 2021 and beyond. So I'll be sure to keep you updated as we go. My mission has always been to change the way that we build and renovate our homes so it's enjoyable for all. So Live Life Build definitely sleeves into that. Now, what's awesome about Live Life Build as well is that you know, I'm spending time with builders. I'm hearing their passion for building your homes, hearing their nerves about telling you the bad news that your budget isn't big enough or that it's going to take longer than you think to do your project. You know, good builders, they're people pleasers by nature, but it can actually be far more damaging when they tell you what you want to hear and not what you need to hear. And it's really interesting because I think our need as humans to belong and to feel connected to others means that we can fall into a trap during these types of interactions where we just want to be liked. You know, I see homeowners doing this, especially women. They want to be liked by their potential builder and not be seen as, you know, that type of client. And I'm doing air quotes around that, you know, that type of client. You know, the one that I mean, the nag, the difficult client, the one that nobody wants to work with, the one that puts off any builder at the outset. You know, I know that many fear being seen that way by potential builders and having those builders run a mile as a result. On the flip side, I also see builders worrying that they'll upset you or that they'll kill your dreams or that they'll really put you off using them if they tell you the truth about your project or your budget or your wishes or your aspirations. So whilst it's definitely important to be able to get along with your builder and communicate well, being liked is not the goal here, not for you, not for the builder. In fact, you are much better served being prepared, proactive and curious as, as a homeowner. And I know you can be this way because this is how you're going to get the information that will actually help you choose well. So I want to share with you three really useful things to remember when you're choosing your builder so that you can find one that you can trust and then you can work with them really well in your project. And don't forget, if you want to dive into this in more detail, then the Choose Your Builder mini course is a great way to do that. So firstly, let's have a look at your relationship with your potential builder. Building and renovating is best done as a team sport. You know, homeowners often don't realise this when they're starting out and so they choose one professional at a time and then they jump from one professional to the next, such as the designer, the engineer, the surveyor, the builder, the interior designer, etc, etc. And doing it this way means often having to revisit work that's already done as they get more advice or input or perhaps the next professional suggests better ideas or cost savings or necessary changes. And when your project is done like this, you'll naturally find that it takes longer because there's often time gaps in between dealing with each professional and you can often end up paying for work twice as well. And because your project activities are being siloed between each professional with you acting as the go-between, you'll have to be the carrier and the rememberer of all of the details. It will come down to you having to remember all of the information about your project so that you can accurately brief the next professional who needs that information. This is understandably exhausting for homeowners. It's where errors happen and things definitely get forgotten along the way that can cause problems down the track. Instead, your goal here is to build a team and one that will work collaboratively together and coordinate their activities for the overall improvement of your project. And bringing a builder into this early in your project is a sensational way to smooth out your overall project experience and in the end, just move much faster and more efficiently and more confidently through your project journey. Now, the relationship that you're seeking with your potential builder, it's one of partnership, you know, demonstrated through how they approach and they relate to you. 
and how they've also helped previous clients as well. You know, partnerships recognise the value that each party brings to the process and partnerships are collaborative. Many homeowners work with their builder in an employee slash employer relationship. So what I mean by this is that the homeowner actually behaves like the employee of the builder and they're seeking to please them, to be liked, to not ruffle feathers, to not have confronting or challenging conversations. Instead, partnerships actually enable openness, they enable honest feedback because they're about delivering on a goal that unites you and about driving that agenda forward. Now, I've also seen the other side of this employee-employer relationship where homeowners actually kick off their relationship with their builder trying to establish their dominance and they seek to put the builder in their place and ensure that the builder knows that they're not going to get away with anything. Even worse, I've seen homeowners actually bully the builder and, you know, this is usually done from a place of fear with the homeowner thinking that if they don't get on the front foot of being in charge and in control, then things will run away from them and they'll get taken advantage of. I've also seen builders bully homeowners as well. I've had lots of homeowners get in touch with me and tell me horrible stories about, you know, their builder bullied them into making payments ahead of time or they bullied them into agreeing things to things that they didn't want to or they bullied them into design decisions and spending decisions and timing decisions. You know, this is all relationship stuff and it's all to do with the standards that you set right from the outset. Whenever I speak to homeowners about projects that have gone wrong, there were warning signs. There were red flags early in their project that they ignored. And, you know, setting the expectations, actually defining what your expectations are and how you expect the relationship to go, and then calling it, pointing it out when it's not going that way, it's, it's something that many homeowners avoid because they want to be liked or they struggle with having those challenging, confronting conversations. When there's so much at stake, though, when it's such a big investment of your time, your money, your dreams in what you're creating, it's really essential that you do what you need to so that you're empowered to navigate this relationship well and confidently. And that's right from the start of interviewing the builder. And this leads me to my next point, which is request more information. Now, (laughs) I don't know about you, but if you're a mum like me, When I was looking at the pram that we were going to buy before our first child was born, I researched for a really long time. I mean, you're pregnant for nine months, so, you know, you've got you've got some time up your sleeve to make a pram pram purchasing decision. I I asked people I saw in the park how they found theirs to use. I went online and I read reviews. I spoke to salespeople in stores. I trial run you know, a fair few of them. And I spoke to friends who had prams like the one that I was considering. I mean, you know, this was going to be several hundred dollars. We were going to have it for six or more years, given that we were planning on having a few kids. It needed to last and it needed to be durable. It needed to be easy to use, adaptable, to look decent, to be easy to clean. It was a big decision. Does this sound familiar to you? And does it sound like building a house, except that a pram is a significantly lower cost purchasing decision? You know, this is the thing. I've seen so many homeowners when it comes to things like buying a pram, choosing a school, buying a car, they'll be absolute ninja researchers and question askers, you know, requesting more information, digging deeper. And then when it comes to choosing a builder for one of the biggest investments that they'll make on probably the biggest asset that they own, they'll do things like trust online reviews and they'll make a decision from a brief meeting on site, you know, the feel that they get and who might be available for their project. 
And I think a lot of this goes back to the wanting to be liked issue that I discussed previously. Many homeowners, especially women, they're just not wanting to come across as a nag or too nosy. And they also scold themselves for not being able to make decisions more quickly or feeling like they're procrastinating and taking too long. Most of the time, though, you don't have sufficient information to make a confident decision or to compare apples with apples in the various builders that you're most likely speaking to. So to make that choice simpler for yourself, request more information. If you're about to invest tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, and even more, you know, basically waging a 30-year mortgage or a heck of a lot of money that you've taken a long time to save, you know, and put away, you need to ask loads of questions. You're not a nag. You are an interested, invested, and curious homeowner. Some of your questions may be silly and that is totally okay. You are not supposed to know what you're doing. You are not in the industry. You're probably doing this for the first time and you bring with you all sorts of additional pressures in that it's your money, it's your dreams, your vision, your future home. It is a big deal. It is a big deal. Anyone who makes you feel stupid, who patronizes you, who belittles your concerns and nerves, That is not someone you want to work with, okay? Notice the red flags. Pay attention to that niggling feeling in your gut that your intuition is screaming at you. Keep requesting more information and asking more questions. Now, inside my Choose Your Builder mini course, I actually have over 100 checks and questions to help with requesting more information and really about helping with your builder researching, interviewing and selection. And these questions aren't all just for the builder. The best thing about knowing the questions to ask is that you can request information from other people who can help you determine if a builder is trustworthy, is a good business operator and is, is you know, going to deliver you a quality home. Now, this leads me on to my last point, and that's recommendations. Now, I mentioned earlier that online reviews can often be faked, and this is becoming more and more prevalent, and it works both ways. I've seen many business business owners in many different industries struggle with a competitor. They suspect it's a competitor lodging a one-star terrible review and a comment on their Google reviews or on their social media reviews that's clearly faked. You know, they've not been able to find a customer that has that name and then they have to navigate how they're going to respond to that poor review because trying to get any reviews taken down from those platforms like Google and Facebook, it's next to impossible. The flip side is that you know, you'll also see a bunch of five-star reviews being left by family and friends who've never used the services that this business provides, but they've written glowing reviews that then influence how other people make their decision about working with this company. And both of these scenarios, they definitely happen inside the building industry. In addition, you'll no doubt know about many of the online forums or free Facebook groups where people will seek recommendations on people to work with, and then they'll act on those recommendations without doing proper due diligence on their own. You know, what's right for one person and their project may not be right for you and yours for a variety of reasons. And I'll never forget seeing a woman posting in a free Facebook group actually warning against people acting on recommendations because she had, based on what she'd seen in the Facebook group about people speaking highly about a builder, and then she'd had a terrible experience. 
you know, businesses change. Builders are people as well. They hit financial trouble. They go through family issues, marriage breakups, you know, kids having difficulties, just like the rest of us, the rest of the human population. And I, you know, I knew a builder once who was brilliant to work with. And in the course of just one project, he went to being a disaster, you know, purely because he had a bunch of personal and financial stresses that made it really difficult for him to still operate his business well. He started cutting corners, unfortunately, things went really pear-shaped and he ended up in court over it all. And 12 months prior, he was getting recommended left, right and centre. So all recommendations and reviews still need to go through your thorough due diligence. Don't act on just what you find online or on the testimonials that a builder publishes or hands to you. It's essential that you speak to the source and that you get the information that you need. I also wanted to touch on recommendations that are accessed via uh, third parties. So what I mean by this is where you may be working with someone like a building broker or a service that sells the fact that they'll help you find a quality builder and then they'll do the work of interviewing them and getting prices from them and coordinating them to ensure that they're the best fit for your project. Building brokers are actually really super common in Western Australia and I'm seeing them crop up in other locations as well. And there's lots of one-stop shop services that offer to, you know, they're almost acting like a project manager to bring together all the moving parts of your project. The challenge with a lot of these operators is that there's very little transparency about where money changes hands, where, you know, how they're getting paid as the coordinator, other than the fee that you might be paying them, and kickbacks that they're getting along the way. I was recently speaking to someone that I know and I heard about one of these type of operators and what I heard actually made my blood boil. The service, um, it was a company that's operating nationally and I can't mention them by name obviously, but they offer to get builder pricing for your project that will beat any quotes that you may get independently. And they promote that they have a suite of quality builders to choose from. That's how they describe them. Um, that they'll then tender your project out to them and they'll secure a better price and saving on any quote that you've been able to get on your own. Now, when they were asked how they assess and accredit their builders as quality builders, there was nothing tangible that they offered. They mentioned that they look at the awards that they've won and like any industry, the award winners, they're not always the best operators. You know, they, they didn't do anything to look at the business operations, the financial management, the client relationships, the actual build performance or anything else that would actually reflect the quality of the builder. Now, when they were asked how they get paid, they said that they tell the builder the price to quote the job at. So they get a price from the client who comes to them and says, I've been able to get a quote for X. They then go to their suite of builders and they get a builder to uh, price the job at Y. Um, which is cheaper than the X price that the client got. And then they um, they price it low enough so that they can then add their cut. They can an amount, they can add an, they tell the builder to add an amount on the top before they pass the quote back to the client. And uh, the client then agrees to that cheaper quote, thinking, yay, I got a cheaper quote. The builder then pays this in-between service with their progress claims along the way. And the client never really knows what they've paid for them. You know, it's all buried in the build cost. Now, you may say, well, it's okay because I'm getting my home for far less than it was going to cost me before I got these people on board. But perhaps if you actually knew that, you know, the cut that they took could be anywhere between $20,000 and $90,000 and purely related to what they thought you could tolerate in your total price or what they needed to price it at in order to beat your existing quotes, then you might think a little bit differently. 
And my feeling is that if you're getting a range of quotes that, you know, they might sit around $800,000 and you've got a fair few quotes that are around this price point, And then you go to a service like this and they get you a quote of $650,000 that actually includes their $90,000 cut. And you think, yay, I've saved $150,000. There's going to be something a bit awry in the quality of project that you're actually going to get in the end. I hate to think, you know, what the homeowner who must have been excited, really super excited about saving $150,000 actually got as a finished home and that buried in that building contract was the $90,000 finder's fee that was paid to the company that simply acted as the go-between. Now, if you're dealing with a service like this, a one-stop shop service that promotes their ability to save you money, to take care of all the coordination and work with you through it all, you know, then simply ask how they get paid and how they assess the builder and the other professionals that they're putting forward to you. If they're advertising that they find you a quality builder, what tangible assessment do they use to determine quality? What accreditation process are they taking those builders through to ensure that they actually meet some required benchmark? You want to see a stringent process that reviews and checks the builder's performance across a range of projects and then that gets revisited and updated on an ongoing basis. Otherwise, you're going to need to do all the the thorough due diligence yourself, you know. It's really important that you demand transparency and openness. This is what good business operators actually offer. You don't want to know that a decision or a a referral that you're being offered up is being influenced because somebody gets a better kickback for, you know, putting that builder forward. So those are my tips to actually help you choose the right builder for your renovation or building project. So let's recap briefly. Firstly, look at your relationship with your potential builder. So seek a relationship that's one of partnership where you actually work collaboratively together with your whole team, including the builder, to deliver on the shared goal and the vision that you have of your future home. Secondly, request more information. Ask more questions, dig deeper, Find out what you need to know to make a more informed and confident decision when you're choosing your builder. Thirdly, check any recommendations and reviews. You know, whatever the source, wherever you've seen them, do your own thorough research and due diligence. You know, ask how the quality of a builder is being assessed by the person that's recommending that builder. Don't just trust online reviews as the only source of endorsement. And as I said up front, if you'd like more help with how to choose your builder, then be sure to check out my mini course. We dive into a lot more detail on the checks to make and the questions to ask and why getting that information is actually so important when you're researching, interviewing and selecting your builder. And you can find it at undercoverarchitect.com forward slash choose. I think one of the most helpful things uh, in what you learn inside Choose Your Builder is that it shows you what you can and should expect from any builder that you're choosing for your project. In an industry where certain sectors are more significantly driven by profit, shareholder value and productivity, and you know that can sometimes sit at odds with creating durable, sustainable, high quality, high performing homes for their clients. We have been beaten down to expect very little from those that we work with in our projects. The bar is unfortunately set very low. And so that means it's so much easier to end up with terrible people on our team when we expect so little. It actually breaks my heart to see what homeowners will put up with from those that they're working with and endure it for months, sometimes years, you know, before it just becomes too much. And they either cut their losses or they try to do something about it. And usually thousands and thousands of dollars have already been spent. You know, they're already thousands and thousands of dollars out of pocket. So when you're choosing a builder, you're actually signing up to a person or a company that's going to be in your life for a relatively long time. 
and what they build it it's the thing that's going to be over your head it needs to actually you know it needs to stand the test of time as does their company so that you have someone to contact should anything be an issue down the track you know get yourself well prepared to have informed conversations with the builders that you're researching interviewing and selecting set the expectations pay attention to the red flags and of course, jump into the Choose Your Builder mini course if you want more help and guidance and checklists as well. You, you can do this. I know you can. And I'm always here if you need someone in your corner to help you feel more empowered and confident in your project. Now, in the next episode, I'm really excited to be sharing something new with you. As you may be aware, I've been doing this architect thing for a while now. I have over 25 years experience in this industry that I love, with most of it being in residential design and construction, doing family homes. And in the many years that I've had Undercover Architect, I've had the opportunity and the privilege to be part of thousands of homeowners journeys as they build or renovate their family homes. I'm always looking for what creates true enjoyment and success in projects, whatever the scale or size, the budget or location, What is it that really matters and makes not only the experience of building and renovating an enjoyable one, but that also creates a fantastic family home at the end of that journey? And I've come to realise that it actually comes down to four key ideas. There's four things that make designing, building and renovating your family home doable, enjoyable, worthwhile and that save you time, money and stress along the way. So in the next episode, I'm going to be talking about what these four things are. And I'm also going to be bringing you some super exciting news that I can't wait to share with you. Remember to head to the resources or the show notes for links and more information on what I've talked about in this episode. And I've also got a full transcript for this episode available on the blog for you as well. As always, thank you for tuning in and for letting me be your secret ally. Until next time.